Welcome to the Bethel World Outreach Church Podcast. It's our prayer that wherever you are in life, today's message will help you draw closer in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'd like for us to just set our hearts on the Lord just for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, resurrection and life. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, our glory, the lifter of our heads. Thank you, our defender. Thank you, our preventer. Thank you, our future maker, our past destroyer. Thank you, Lord, who took us out of the miry clay, set our feet on a rock to stay. Thank you, almighty and ever-living God, the one who was, who is, and who is to come, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, the Alpha, the Omega, the Lion and the Lamb, the first and the last, our sun, our shield, and our shade on our right hand at the very same time. Jesus, who is like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you just did your job. All week we rendered unto Caesar the things that were Caesar's. Just now. And earlier in the service, we rendered unto God what is his. First Peter 2.9. It says, you, talking about you and myself, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, so that, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You who were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. A hundred years ago when I was in school, <laughs> I, and I've learned from having to teach students to put their thoughts on paper to write, I've learned that if you use five W's and one H, you can learn about any subject in the whole world. If you learn who, what, when, where, why, and how, you can learn anything. So some of you may have heard some of this before, but may the Lord refresh it in your mind. So I want for us to talk about this praise and worship that Bishop Johnson wants me to talk about, and that which we are supposed to do. And I hope using these W's and one H, it will help you. So I want for us to say, what is it? What is this praise and what is this worship? And I'm talking about in the context of what I'm speaking about today. I'm not talking about asking if, did you attend worship service today? That's not what I'm talking about because you may attend a worship service and no worship occur at all. Hallelujah. If you define the word praise, it will tell you in some places it means to speak well of, to extol, to commend, all of those things. We do it when we talk about our God. When we say who he is and what he has done. Deliverer, savior, keeper, author and finisher of our faith. You save me, you bless me. There is nothing you cannot do, nothing you cannot turn around. There is no one like you, Jesus. That is what praise is in our context. And this is what worship is in our context. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can explain it in a way that you will understand what I'm trying to say. Worship is what happens when we see him in our praise. And I'm putting C in quotation marks. Worship happens when we see him in our praise. It's a believer's automatic response to God's response of letting us see him. It happened just now. 
when we began to say, when I consider where you took me from, oh Lord, I praise your name. Somebody began to see him. Somebody began to say, the Lord is really in this place. And he is my God and I am his child. You begin to see him. Worship is when we see him in our praise. That is what worship is. For this to happen, you know when I was growing up and you were invited to a party and they didn't want a lot of people to come, they would give you an invitation and say present at door. Uh-huh. Some of you are too young, you don't even know what I'm talking about. All those who are laughing on this side, they have told us how old they are. <laughs> present a door. This is a present a door thing. Do you know what you have to present at the door? The blood. It's God's party. And you can only come if you are invited. And it's a present a door. And it's the blood because it is Jesus who has given us access. It is Jesus who has done it so that we can see him in our praise. Hallelujah. And the praise that we have is uncommon. Did you know that? It's uncommon. Let me just tell you some ways it's uncommon. First of all, the one that we praise doesn't need our praise. Or did you think that God was waiting for you to praise him? So if you didn't praise him today, no praise will go on. No. The heavens are doing it. The four and twenty elders are doing it. The mountains melt like wax when they do it. The trees clap their hands when they do it. The seas roar when they do it. He doesn't need our praise. That's why it is uncommon. We give our praise to someone who doesn't need it. Say, but Pastor Gladys, then why do we do it? We'll get to that shortly. We do it because of ourselves. Because praise does something for you. It doesn't make God who he is. He's already God. When he talks about himself, he said, before the day was, I am he. None can deliver from his hand. When he says yes, there can be no no. And when he says no, nobody can say yes. I'm making my own self excited by talking about him. This uncommon praise that we do, if I can just reiterate some things I say, will lead us to what I call the highest form of praise. For all of those who are, you hear me say hallelujah, is not the highest praise. And please, I'm just telling you what I believe is the highest praise. You don't have to agree with me. 
But I believe the highest praise, the highest form of praise is when the believer moves from the earthly to the spiritual realm where God's presence is not just a fact. When we gather together in his name, he is there. But God's presence is manifested. We see him. We see him. We see him. We move to the place where we know he is surely there. The Jehovah Shammah. See you everywhere. Lasting Father, my confidence in Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah, I see you everywhere, blessed Redeemer, your glory fills the air, everlasting Father, the one who me, I put my confidence in Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah, I see you everywhere, blessed Redeemer, your glory fills the air, everlasting Father, you're the one who watches me. In Jehovah Shammah. <laughs> oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. <laughs> Excuse me, Brother Harvey. Because you put your confidence in Jehovah Shammah, I believe he's going to surprise you with something. Because against all odds, you insist. And sometimes people think that you are crazy. You insist on putting your confidence in Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. Surprise you and delight your wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Uncommon our praise is. That's the what. Who does it? Uncommon people, oh. We are uncommon. Did you know? We are uncommon. First of all, we are the righteousness of God. Hey. Where I'm from, we are famous for asking people, do you know who I am? <laughs> we don't have one penny in our pockets. But we are very quick to say to you, you do in Sierra Leone too, right there? Eh? The way you are laughing says funny. You have nothing, and you are saying to someone, do you know who I am? Do you know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? That the one who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Uncommon people with an uncommon praise. We are kings and we are priests unto our God. That's what Revelation tells us. 
We are a holy nation. And I like the way the First Peter 2 9 says, his own special people. Just in case nobody thinks you are special. You need to look in the mirror and say, I am wonderfully made, fearfully made. I resemble God, oh, I belong to him. I am wonderfully made, fearfully made. I resemble God, oh, I belong to him. Uncommon people. Not only that, but the one who they call a living Jehovah. The one that the Bible tells us is the living stone. When we come to him, he makes us living stones. Check it, 1 Peter 2, 5. We are living stones. Can you imagine that's a paradox? A paradox is a seeming contradiction. I'm just speaking like this so when I slip into Liberian English, you can remember she knows some kind of good English. <laughs> A living stone. How can a stone be alive? It's because we went to the stone that the builder rejected. That became a living stone. And he made us living stones. We are uncommon people. And we have an uncommon praise. So we need to do it. Hallelujah. There are some other ways we are uncommon. I can't go into all of them. First of all, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Explain it to somebody. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are fighting a battle, but we cannot see the, the person we are fighting. Our enemies, not flesh and blood. Our weapons, they are not of this world. But we are fighting a battle. Hallelujah. We have God weapons. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? We lay our hands on the sick and they are healed. It's so powerful that even believers sometimes when they see that powerful miracle happen, they say it's a lie. Don't mind the person is using witchcraft. Say you are a believer. You believe that witchcraft can cause a person to rise from the sick bed but you don't believe that God can do it. Something is wrong. Did you not know that you cannot counterfeit something that is false? You have to counterfeit the real thing. I cannot give you a $7 bill counterfeit. There is no such thing. For the enemy to counterfeit it with witchcraft, that means the real McCoy happens. It's just that we are too scared. And we are thinking, Reverend, though, if I say rise up in the name of Jesus, supposed that man doesn't rise up. <laughs> and me too, I'm scared. I'm telling you the truth. I'm talking to myself. So you know somebody is sick. You say, let me go on this side, far from the sick person. Let me preach on this side. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we had a pastor, Charles Wesley, and Pastor Charles Wesley died. And Bishop Johnson refused. He said, we'll pray until he wakes up. So somebody called me and said, uh-huh, Clary. so what is wrong with the people in your church? The man died, you are praying for him to wake up. I said, yes. And so what? What is the problem? 
But if we pray for somebody and a person wakes up, next time you have somebody who dies, you will bring them to this church. So please leave us while we are practicing. <laughs> That's who does it. Those are the people who have been qualified by Jesus to do it. We are the people that he has made priests. We are priests. And one of the chief benefits of the priest is access to God. That is what Jesus has done. That's why he is worthy to receive glory and honor and praise and power and dominion and majesty. All of it belongs to him. Hallelujah. That's the what? That's the who. So where and when? I will join the two of them together. Anytime, anywhere. When do you praise and worship? Where do you praise and worship? Anywhere, anytime. It's not me who said it. It is Jesus who said it to the woman at the well. He said a time is coming when we don't need to go to your mountain to pray. We don't need to go to Jerusalem. But the time is coming and now is. Those who worship God will worship him in spirit and truth. And God is looking for. Did you know what you are doing? God is looking for it. He's looking for it because he wants to manifest himself in our midst. He's looking anytime, anywhere. Say, Pastor Glady, how can that happen? Read your Old Testament and then come to your New Testament. He gave us all that is needed for worship to happen anytime, anywhere. There's another teaching, another time, but he made you priests. He made you temples because he lives in you. He made you a sacrifice and he gave you a sacrifice. Those are the things required for worship. You need the worshipee who is God living inside of you. You need the worshiper with access to that God. That's you, the priest. The other sacrifices you gave, your time, your finances, but the one I'm talking about is the one that's found in Hebrews where it says, by him therefore, let us offer unto him the sacrifice of praise. What is it? The fruit, brothers and sisters, of your lips giving him thanks. Did you know you cannot do this under your breath lips? You cannot praise anybody like that. You have to open your mouth. I know you are shy. You are not brash like me. You even have a soprano voice. You never talk as if you are fighting the way I'm talking right now. But at least open your mouth. You cannot just praise God in your heart. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. Anywhere, anytime. In this place and now when we gather in his name. Anytime, anywhere. And guess what? Let me meddle a little bit. Not just when a praise team sings a song that you like. 
not just when they sing a song that you like particularly. So you are African, you like the African song. You are African-American, you like 104.1. And then you are like some people, they say, you guys, you just like white people music. 91.9. 95.1. So if we don't go to your place, you are not satisfied the whole time. But it's your job now. I'm not excusing a worship team that doesn't do its job also. But I'm not responsible for you to do your job as a worshiper. I just came to lead you. I just came to encourage you to do it. Anytime, anywhere. Not just when God has done something. You know, when God has done something, you're like, oh, God did it for me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have a testimony, says Clary. I have to talk it today. I cannot sit here. And don't say, yes, it's wonderful. But anybody can do that. But there is a praise that is for the mature believer priest. God hasn't done it, Pastor Chris. You haven't seen it. You've been praying for it. You've prayed, prayed, prayed. Some people died. You prayed, prayed, prayed. Some people came and took your husband. I'm talking about my own self. I'm not talking about anybody. They took your own husband. And you still say, that you are God. Doesn't matter what the eye may see. It doesn't matter what the people say. God, you are so good. You are exalted, you're the Lord most. In Hebrew, they have a word for it, it's called toda. That's toda, T-O-W-D-A-H, toda. You haven't seen it, but you are praising God for it like you have it. Why do you do it? Because Bishop Johnson says, based on the word of God, that spiritual things are voice activated. So you haven't seen it, but you are calling those things that are not as though they are, just like God told you to do. Hallelujah. Anytime, anywhere. When? At home. Because it's what you do at home by yourself. That you, that's how you learn to be a praiser. Not when you come to a church on Sunday only. That's your whole worship life. When you are afraid, when you are distressed, when you cannot see any way out, that's the time when you feel the enemy has knocked you off your feet. When Paul and Silas were in the prison, that's when they began to sing hymns and to pray until the prison shook. It's who you are. A God praiser, a God worshiper. It's who you are. Practice it at home. Say, Pastor Gladys, ah, you are a Pentecostal. We who like the flow of the Spirit say, practice it. Yes, practice it at home. (laughs) 
I will go into that in more depth a little bit later. Where and when, anytime. Anytime. That's the where and that's the when. Can I talk about why we do it? I've already mentioned it a little bit. You do it because that's why he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's why he called you. Let me just share a little bit of my experience with you. I've been a worship leader for a very long time. Let's just leave it at that. Very, very long time. And some days, I had a daughter who used to really aggravate me on Sunday. I want to make dinner before I come to church. We went to the supermarket on Saturday. We made, she made the list for me. We walked in the supermarket. And I want to make some kind of dish that requires oil. And she says, sister, we don't have any oil. The first thing that comes to my mind, are you stupid? And we have to drive all the way from Virginia, where I used to live, to come to church. By the time I get to church, I'm steaming mad. Because not only am I angry over the oil, all the other things she has done, I remember all of them. Those of you who have husbands and wives, you are always fighting about something that happened 10 years ago. That's the same way what you are doing now is what you always do. So when I come, I'm really mad. I have to get on the stage. What do I say? And the Holy Spirit said to me, because you are angry doesn't mean I'm not great. Because you are hurting, does it mean that he is not great? It's true that you are hurting, but the truth is that he is still great. And I learned that lesson, that it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I'm feeling. It doesn't matter what I'm touching. God is still great. That's the time you need to proclaim it. You know why? Because your praise is a weapon of warfare. Because the enemy cannot see what is in your heart. This is why only God can see in your heart. He can hear what you say out of your mouth. So the psalmist says, I'm talking about why we praise the Lord. The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In another place, the psalmist says, I will enter his gates. Now, will can give you the future tense of a verb. Like tomorrow, I will be very tired. Future tense. But this will here is an act of determination where you say, I will do it. I'm determined to do it. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will keep his praise in my mouth. When I boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear, they shall be glad. That's your testimony to somebody who has heard you praise the Lord and knows your circumstance.
One lady came to a Bible study very many years ago, Thursday Bible study in my country. Pastor Chris, she gave her, Lord, her life to the Lord that night. You know why? She said, this woman, all the things she's going through and she is still praising the Lord, there must be something. When I boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear, they shall be glad. Why we do it? Can I tell you something? Did you know that praise is not a feeling? You've been thinking that it's a feeling. You know, if you come to church and you feel good and they are singing the songs that you like, you are feeling okay, then yes, then I can praise. No, praise is not a feeling. It is your job. Yes, Friday when you didn't feel like going to work, you still got up and you still went. And the Thursday before that, and the Wednesday, and the Tuesday, and the Monday, it is your job. It has nothing to do with your feeling. Consider it like that the next time you don't feel like praising the Lord. He saved you so that you can show forth his praise in the earth. You do it because he's worthy. Revelation says the four and twenty elders, they fall before the one who sits on the throne and they are saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. Why? Because you created all things and by your will they exist and they were created. That is the why. Did I give you enough reason? And also because praise can pick you out of the doldrums. Listen, you have a spirit man inside of you. You are still living in a body and that body is feeling bad. But when you begin to talk about your God, your spirit man begins to respond. And people who listen to you, those are, those are the ones who, they, they will hear and they'll be glad. You start to proclaim who your God is. Jehovah God, everlasting, destiny changer, awesome wonder. One who cannot be overthrown. The one who says yes and nobody can say no. The one who surrounds me with favor as with a shield. The one who is everlasting. Hey, Pastor Mema, you like this one? El Gibor, the God of war. You see, your spirit may hurt it just now. You started to get excited. When you are feeling bad, say, but Pastor Gladys, I don't know all those things you are talking about. Who is Elgi Boy, in fact? Elgi Boy? Yes. You know how I know? I looked for it. I told myself, David did not use all the words to talk about God. The ones he used, I can find them. The one Isaiah used, I can find them. The ones Jeremiah used, I can find them. The one God says about himself, I can find them. And I can say them to him. Say how you managed to remember them, I wrote them down. To all of y'all who want to do praise and worship, and I gave you that assignment that you don't want to do, find it and write it down. So that after you say, thank you, Jesus, we bless you, I have a friend who says, <laughs> everlasting father, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, after that he's done. And you have nothing else to say. How 
do you do this better? You put your best effort and do it. Write it down. When you are reading the Bible, you see that it says something about God. Write it down. Write it down. You are doing well at your job, but this is your job too. This is your job too. If I can stand up here and say those things about God, so can you. I share all the time. I was delighted when I found out which book came first in the New Testament, Ephesians or Galatians. Why? Because I didn't even know that they had a book called Ephesians or a book called Galatians. So when I found it, I was very proud of myself. That's where I came from. And you can come from there also. God, I'm talking about how now. God did not call us to be Sunday morning during praise and worship, worshipers. He called you to be an everyday worshiper in church and out of church. And by the way, we who like certain songs, this song is not your worship. The music is not your worship. Not if it's only coming from your mouth. It has to move from your mouth and come from your heart. It has to be what you say with your heart. That is the language of worship. It's called heart speak. Say, Pastor Glenn, where you got it from? The psalmist says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said, thy face, O Lord, I will seek. Psalm 27. That's the language that is required. Jesus tells the Pharisees, your worship is vain because you just worship me with your mouth. Your heart far from me. There are two kinds of worshipers. The vain worshipers and the true worshipers. Okay, I like to talk about myself. So a few Sundays ago, <laughs> I didn't come to church. I was watching a live stream. And there were three songs the worship team sang. All of them were unfamiliar to me. And I thought, these songs have a lot of words. And immediately I went into critical analysis, praise and worship mode. Because that's what I've been doing for a long time. I said, okay, first of all, you can't sing three unfamiliar songs. You cannot do this. You cannot do the other. I was a fiend worshiper that day. I didn't even listen to the words of the song. I did not. And it seems as if there were some other vain worshipers in church that day. Do you know how I know? Because Bishop Johnson came up and he said, can we focus on the words of the song? I was at home. He said, can we focus on the words of the song? Can you sing the song as if you're singing it to Jesus? He gave that exhortation and the people began to sing the same song. And I moved from a vain worshiper to a true worshiper at that moment. It's true I wasn't familiar with the song, but I heard the melody and I could concentrate on saying those words to Jesus. And right away, I sent Bishop a text message. I said, Bishop, you know why you are still a great worship leader? 
Say, Bishop Johnson is a worship leader. Yes, he taught me a lot about praise and worship. I will have my stuff I'm doing. <laughs> and I'll be concentrating on what I'm doing on the stage. And he's concentrating on worshiping the Lord. While I'm singing about God, those same words, he will be saying it to the Lord. And I thought, oh, okay. And then, you know, he will come up after the praise and worship. And you know you didn't do it too all right if he has to come and say, can we sing our hearts to the Lord? <laughs> so I determined from my bishop, pastor, worship leader. I said, I will lead worship until when he comes to the stage, he cannot do anything except worship. He doesn't have to say anything. He will just join in the worship. And I challenged myself. You to challenge yourself. It's one of the most powerful things for you to be a praiser. And you have the words in your mouth. If you don't have them in your mouth, write them down on a piece of paper. And keep it or put it in your phone. So you can move beyond God, you are great. So since I'm a worship leader, let me talk about myself. So you have nothing to say. You have sung the three songs, and Bishop doesn't want to come on the stage. All the songs are finished, and you have nothing to say. No, put something inside you so that you can provoke the people of God. When you begin to talk about your God, they too, they think, oh my God, that's my God he's talking about. Yes! He's a healer, yes! He's here, yes! He's a provider, yes! He's my keeper, yes! He's my shade. Amen. That's it. I saw a time passing right here. Hallelujah. You can learn to be a better praiser, better worshiper. Hallelujah. The Bible says he dwells in the praises of his people. Can you close your eyes for a minute? And this song is simple. You sang it at the beginning. No, Lord, I praise your name. Sing to him. Oh, Lord, I praise your name. When I consider where you took me from. ago in the women's prayer I told people take a scripture and sing it you haven't learned it before but sing a song to the Lord since you don't have words using the words 
It makes you feel like you are really silly in the beginning, but when you start to do it, you won't want to stop. You can become a better praiser. You come full to corporate worship, and corporate worship is the fuller because of you. Let us pray. Jehovah, everlasting God, please take this word. Help us to put it down in our hearts we realize who we are and what you have called us to do. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. To learn more about Bethel or to support this ministry financially, please visit us at www.bethelcityofhope.com. You can also connect with us via Facebook or Instagram at Bethel City of Hope. Thanks again. Have a great day.